What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. We have a special guest today, and I'm so excited to dig in with her. You are going to be hearing from Desiree Cocroft, who is a personal and professional transformation coach who specializes in helping female entrepreneurs and leaders figure out what comes next in life. Drawing from her certifications and years of training in executive coaching and positive psychology, she's helped her clients successfully birth their first business happily restart their life in a new city, transition to a more lucrative position at work, and so much more. She's got her own podcast called Get Your Life Today, and she has also been featured on many other podcasts and appeared on stages for TEDx, Innovation Women, Marquette University, the African American Chambers of Commerce of Wisconsin. You guys, you guys are just so in for it. I was stalking her page before this and doing some little research the like weeks coming up to this. And I just love her. I love her energy. I love her fire. I love what she's all about. She is currently living in Philadelphia and she is a lover of brunch, a woman of faith, proud Hampton university alum, and she loves to dance. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before we dig in, Desiree, I want them to really know who you are. Tell us your story. Where are you from? How did you get here? Just all the goods. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Um, So I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. uh, And 
my first uh, experience with knowing what I wanted to kind of do with my life was when I was like 17 years old. So I was at the mere age of 17. Uh, my first job was a team mentor. Uh, one awesome. of my teachers was like, hey, do you want to be a team mentor? And so I said, sure. And so with this organization in Milwaukee that did mentorship, and I was handed a curriculum to teach nine through 16 year olds. At the age of 17, I was facilitating curriculum about self-esteem and self-image and decision-making and relationships and all of that jazz. And so it really hooked me to personal development. I became a personal development nerd. And I knew at that point that I wanna have a business where I help people do this. Yeah. And I wanna work with youth and I wanna be an entrepreneur. And so over the years, I did a lot of work in nonprofit, working with mostly college, high school age uh, women, uh, young girls. Um, and then over time uh, with my nonprofit, I have a nonprofit, nonprofit in Milwaukee um, so called cool. Signature Dance Company. Yeah, thank you. Two, two friends and myself started it um, right out of college. And so when we did that, I uh, knew that I wanted to help women be able to discover their fullest self regardless of whether it was being a, a creative artist or just something in their personal life. And so even with that part of my life, the nonprofit part, a lot of the work that I did, regardless of what the outcome was, the heart of it was always helping people realize their fullest potential. And so whether I was working in nonprofit with kids or working with adults uh, with my dance company or in other organizations, that's always been the heart of what I like to do. And I am a teacher facilitator illustrator, speaker, coach, all of those things wrapped into a nice pretty bow. And so uh, being able to uh, hone in on those things have been really important. Uh, and so at some point I decided to uh, just kind of take the leap from a lot of nonprofit work and working with um, another organization that allowed me to do more work in coaching and consulting. And so uh, I still do work for that organization um, and with that organization, I am able to coach and consult with the people, uh, a lot of different leaders <laughs> across uh, states. And then I have my own business doing that as well, focused specifically on what you said, women um, that are looking to make a transition and really helping them stretch themselves so that they can do the thing that they know they truly desire to do instead of wondering about it and hoping that it will happen. Yes. <laughs> Nobody does that, right? Nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I can't yeah. believe, so at 17, that yeah. is where you were like, okay, like, this yeah. is what I want to do. Who knows how it's going to happen, but this is what I want. I yes, love I that. And I want to talk, I want to talk about that specifically first, because I yeah. know that, um, you shared with me when we were chatting earlier that you love helping people figure out their next mm -hmm. step, like their next, basically like their next level of life, their next level yeah. of themselves and I think the word desire is so powerful, yeah. right? That's where everything is planted. That's where, mm -hmm. when, when people have that tug, when the, I call it their, your heart tugs, yeah. when you have those things, you have to like fully embrace that and be like, okay, I don't know how it's going to happen, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter at this point. All I need to know is this is what I want. Yeah. And so let's talk about that for a second, because I feel like a lot of our listeners they know what they want, mm -hmm. but they get stuck and lots of people just get stuck in this, but do I have what it takes? Yeah. But, but how is it going to play out? How long is it going to take? Mm -hmm. Am I even capable? Like, how do you help people who do know what they want get mm -hmm. past those initial fears and all that stuff? 
It's so funny that you say that. Uh, I actually just wrote an article for Forbes Women. And it's oh, awesome. Three, yes, three questions to ask yourself when your confidence is crumbling. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I was like, this is good. I just got done writing about this kind of stuff. Uh, so one thing that I always encourage people to do, especially when they're in this space of feeling like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Or I don't know if I can really do this. Um, and the first thing I'm like, hey, think about all the things that you have accomplished. Let's talk about how much of a boss you are, whether it is in your personal life or your professional life. And are some of those things that might give you the sense of how great you are also failures, right? It could be how you overcame something or something that you thought would go well, but somehow you figured out some way to do it differently. And so how did we learn from our mistakes or our failures? Because failure is feedback, right? It just gives us the feedback on how to move forward. Yes. And at the same time, you know, it can also inform those real granule characteristics that we really have in us, the grit that we have in us. And those can be transferable skills to what we actually desire to do. And so I think that we have to trick our mind in those times and know that, you know what, regardless of what my mind is saying, it's just really trying to protect me. Our minds really are trying to protect us. That lower self is protecting us from being hurt. Yeah. Um, or from dying. <laughs> and this is, you're not going to actually die to do, to, to, to know what you decide to do. Uh, you're right. not actually going to die making this decision to do something differently. And yes. so if we would just kind of like let go of that first thought of pushback and really lean into what is it that could help me know that that's not true. And I think that when we start leaning into what we have accomplished, you know, like the past of what we have been able to do can inform our future really easily. I love that. I love that because no matter who you are, when you're stepping into something new and uncharted territory, it's so easy to let yourself just get overwhelmed with all of the newness, all of the stuff you don't know, all of the stuff you haven't figured out yet. And when you just take a step back, like you're saying, and think of your past, what have I accomplished? What have I conquered? What have I yeah. learned from already? Mm-hmm. And then taking that confidence with you and being like, yeah. all right, let's go. Yep. I yep. love it. Cause anyone yeah. can do that no matter what, no matter what they're starting. Yeah. Hands down. And, and confidence comes when we decide. And so like when we decide to make a decision, that's when confidence comes. And so I like yes. to talk about it, like, you know, jump rope. Like if two people are turning and you're trying to figure out when you're going to get in the rope and you're trying to get the rhythm, like, okay, when am I going to, yeah, the back and forth, right? The back and forth are jumping in it. You know, it's inevitable at some point, you just got to jump in the rope and you might, you know, you might mess up. You might like stop the rope and have to start over. But the more times you practice it, you get the rhythm, you get more confident through practice and you never get more confident by just watching, right? You get confident by doing. I love it. And so many people get stuck in that learning stage. They're like, I'm just going to learn all the things. I'm going to take in all the information and I'm going to watch all the successful people. And they forget that they actually have to take action in Mm -hmm. order to fully learn and in order to fully step into that confidence and action is what builds confidence. Even if it's failure, you're moving forward, you're taking feedback, you're, that's all good, Mm -hmm. essential steps. Yeah. And like, like you said, and with that fear comes from the unknown, right? Mm. 
when we uh, we start making up stories in our head, what will actually happen? Yeah. Uh, well, won't actually happen, but you know, we make up stories in our head about it because it's unknown. I actually just had this experience today. Like I have to work on a presentation for next week and I've been kind of angst about it. Like, oh, I don't know if I feel like doing this. It's a new audience. And then as soon as I started doing the work, I feel so much better. Like yes. I finished doing it and I was like, I feel so good about this, but it's only because I attacked the unknown of how to uh, prepare for a new audience that I haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. And so in that preparation, that also relieves a lot of angst. And so we can never be a hundred percent prepared because there's no such, such thing as perfection. However, we can prepare enough because preparation does help eliminate some fears, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Cause it, and it's so true. And I feel that lots of times when you're stuck in overwhelm and when you're stuck in those anxious feelings, it's the lack of action. It's the yeah. all thinking about the stuff you need to do or the stuff you should do, or the stuff you know, you want to do, mm-hmm. and then just not doing it. You literally just get stuck in this funk of like overwhelm and yeah. all of the doubts and all of the head stuff. And as you move through those it starts to just kind of disappear and it, yeah. and, and the noise quiets down and you're like, okay, I got this. And that's where all of the, just all of the momentum yeah. is built. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and I love that you just mentioned, I just went through this because you literally, <laughs> you don't just like figure it out once. And then you're yeah. like, okay, I got it. It's something mm-hmm. that it's a continual all the time. You're moving, yeah. towards, you're feeling the things. I love and it. That's it's the thing like is that renewing our mind, like you said, yeah. like every day trying to renew our mind around a thing, because that's the thing, you know, we think that it's poof, it's gone just because all of a sudden, you know, we feel good about it, but it's going to come back tomorrow totally. for, sure. <laughs> for sure. Or later this the evening, it's going to come yeah. back. <laughs> right. It's so true. It's so yeah. true. And I think a lot of people struggle feeling like they're the only ones yeah continually have to deal with this self-doubt or the fear or this overwhelm. Like I'm, I must be broken because I've, I can't figure it out once and for all. And it's just never, it's never a thing that you mm-hmm. figure out and move through. It's just, you just get better at moving through it. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, every day that we get more self-aware about what are those things that kind of trigger us and yeah. realize that it's just something that's coming to protect ourselves from hurt harm and danger and that this thing is really not hurt harm and danger and that's really the practice the practice of having that self-talk and that self uh, realization on -hmm. a regular basis instead of leaning you know a lot of times we give I've totally been guilty like a lot of times we just lean into like yeah I don't know if I want to do that because x y and z instead of like taking a moment and realizing like you know what this is just the the fear me that wants to protect myself and this is actually not that scary I just need to do it I love it. I love it. Okay. Something you, something that you mentioned, um, in your little info stuff that I was checking <laughs> out is you talked about how you, you love helping your clients decide who they need to become mm-hmm. in order to do the things that they desire. And I was yes. like, okay, <laughs> let's go there because yes. so often the common thing is we do it backwards, right? Mm -hmm. We want to do the things in order to become the person that we think is this higher version of ourselves, or the successful person or the happy person or whatever. And it's backwards. We need to become the person Mm -hmm. in order to do the things. 
Yeah, I love this. Yeah, let's talk about it. So uh, you probably read or many people may have heard of, you know, James Clear, Atomic Habits. Love it. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. he talks about this. And so does uh, Stephen Covey and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Paradigms, Identity, all of that. But identity is the highest form of habit change is to take on an identity. And so uh, a lot of times when I talk to clients or I'm speaking, I talk about the fact that in BC, before COVID, I did a half marathon. <laughs> and in that half marathon, I had never run a marathon before. But in order to prep, I had to take on a runner's mindset. And yeah. so I started looking up, what do I need to, you know, wear when I, uh, you know, prep for this? You know, what is the ideal training time? I call some friends that run more than I do. Like, hey, what are some apps that you use? Um, what are some tips for training? And so I just really began to develop a marathon or a half marathon runner's mindset. Like I've run before, but never this far. So I really yeah. had to just get my mind wrapped around it. And so with that, I became the thing that I wanted to do. And so everything that I needed to do aligned with that. And our, our habits and the things that we desire to do align with who we are. Like we never get what we want. We get who we, we get based on who we are. Yes. And so we get those results because of the person that we are. If we're a person that has this habit of procrastinating, then we're going to get these, these results of a procrastinator. <laughs> and so it's like, it's okay. Once we realize like that's, that's the thing, right? That the habit is not necessarily the thing that can get in our way. It's us, you know, it's outside of the dudes. It's the, who we are, the, I am. And so I think that if we spend more time thinking about, okay, like, what is the person that does the thing we want to do? What do they look like? What do they sound like? How do they show up? What do they do every day? And using those answers to really help us adopt those ways, adopt those to-dos in our life, even little by little, especially like if I go back to the runner's you know, mindset, I'm like, okay, what's a good plan? Because I'm not going to run like 13.1 miles in one week. Yeah. Um, and that's how we do though, right? It's like, I want to be this millionaire and yeah. I want to start this business or I want to be in a different industry. And we think, oh, all I have to do is want that. And then, you know, it's going to happen tomorrow, but it's just like, how are we on the inside feeling and stepping into that? Um, and that's why we see things happen for some people faster than others, because I, I believe that the person that may have you know, received or um, been able to actualize that thing quicker had did more of that inside work first. You yeah. know what I mean? Or over time, it's not like they did it in the moment. Over time, they were adopting the, not just a strong belief, but they may have been doing things that were aligned with that, right? So even when I think about finding another job, so when I moved from Milwaukee to Philly, I decided to do that by finding another full-time job, which I'm a coaching consultant for another organization. And so there was a season where I had a hard time finding a job, right? It took me like almost a year to find something that was a good fit, but I think it was more of me and not the actual job, you know? And I do think that there is some alignment, right? Like, okay, maybe the opportunity wasn't there, but I also feel like in that time of me looking, it's me being consistently rearranging my resume and my cover letter and getting more fine-tuned with what I actually desired and stop really starting to look for what I actually desired instead of what I knew I really didn't want. (laughs) But I was, I was going after those things and it was like, well, no wonder it took like a year because it took me more time to really unearth what I actually desired 
because I started stepping into who that person was more and being more confident that, yeah, I can get a position doing this because I have these things that I bring to the table. Of course, someone would want me, but it took me a while to get there. And so once I was there, suddenly I found this opportunity that I applied for twice. And I think the first time I applied for it, I applied for it in a lower place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the second time I'm like, no, and <laughs> it was a lower place because I know it was because they asked for a cover letter and a resume. And I was like, but the cover letter was like optional. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing a cover letter. So I just sent them my resume, <laughs> but I probably did that because, you know, sometimes if you do the least, it's your way of saying like, oh, I knew I wouldn't get it. It's like your excuse. Like you're letting yourself off the hook before. So you're okay with it. The self-sabotage, right? Yes. It's like, I self-sabotage myself. Like, let me do the least because then they say no. And I was like, oh yeah, that's probably because of X, right? Yeah. And so that's what I did. And then it was like, no, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do the cover letter, the resume. I'm going to change it up and make sure it works. And I know it, right? And I like immediately it. got the interview and went through the process. And so I just think there's something to be said about um, being more aware of what we truly desire so that we can show up like that person. I love it. I love it. And you, and you mentioned identities and I feel like, oh my gosh, you guys, identities are so powerful because we literally wear them like a jacket. You put it yeah. on every day and you're like, I'm a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. I'm a this, I'm a yeah. that that you've carried for all these years but you can literally remove that identity that you don't mm-hmm. want anymore. That's not serving your life. And you can put on a new one. That's I'm so good. A boss. I am a, an entrepreneur. I am a, whatever you want to be, mm-hmm. you can be that today, mm-hmm. like today, like you right now. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And then you start to do the things you mm-hmm. be the person you do the things and then you'll get the results with time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the person does the things, right? The person does the things. It's even, you know, and I know James Clear, he talks about it a lot, you know, around like, even if you wanted better uh, healthy habits, like exercising or, you know, like eating right, it's kind of like taking on this mindset of a healthy person. Well, a healthy person would do this, not this. And so how many, uh, and he talks about it in his book, but I totally agree. How many times can we say yes to the person we want to become? Like it's a day full of saying yes to the person you want to become, or we say no to it, you know, and Mm -hmm. maybe you keep a score sheet to help you know how many times you say yes or no to it. For real. I I love that from his book too. I remember that specifically when he was like, okay, if you want to lose weight and if you want to be healthy, is this a, is this a decision that a healthy person makes? Like that's such an easy thing that we can all implement Mm -hmm. whatever goal you're working towards, whatever, whatever you want to achieve in life. Is this what this type of person would do? Is this the choice Mm -hmm. they would make? Mm -hmm. That's an easy black and white. Like, no, they would not eat those ho-hos. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really easy. You don't have to tutor around that. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. So let's dig into, you talked about identity. I want to talk about some of the self-sabotage because I Mm -hmm. get this question a lot like how help us understand why we do that. Why, if we want something, why do we self-sabotage? How can we kind of be more aware that we're doing Mm -hmm. it? And what does that look like? Yeah. Just help us understand that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so I, I believe a lot of it has to do with our own limiting beliefs 
Mm-hmm. And those limiting beliefs happen over time. And so the more that we can, again, going back to the self-awareness, identify like what are the things that I usually kind of experience on the inside or uh, emotionally, like I think if we tap into our feelings and what we experience emotionally, we'll find the cycles of yeah. the things that we typically do um, because our, our belief system is what allows us to do the do's, right? So like if we have this false sense of, uh, we have this false sense of this identity that we're attempting to have, like this false sense of security around it, then we're going to sabotage the behaviors and then ultimately not get the results that we desire. And so the thought is like, okay, well, what is the thought that comes up for you or what's the feeling that comes up for you that causes you to behave in a certain way versus in the way that you actually desire? And so like what I, uh, what I mean by that is, so for instance, so procrastination station, that's how I know. That's my, that's kind of like my red flag. Uh-huh. If I'm procrastinating on something or if I get really worried about a thing, I have to like to take pause and I'm like, why am I so anxious about this? Or what is really keeping me from doing this? And a lot of times it's aligned with the belief, like I think it's going to take too long, or I think that I'm not going to be as prepared as I would want to for this thing. Or I think this, this contract or this client is out of my league. So I'm not sure, or they're going to tell me, no, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, rejection, or they're going to tell me no. And so it's like, once I reveal those things, it's, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Like, we'll do it anyway. You know, like, so just do it anyway, because those are stories I'm making up in my head. And the thing is, especially when it comes to like, let's say for rejection, you know, maybe I want to pitch myself to a specific client or a speaking engagement or what have you. And the reason I'm procrastinating is because I'm worried about my pitch not being perfect. And then, so I'm just like, well, I mean, a hundred percent of the pitches you don't pitch won't get answered. Yep. <laughs> You know, we know this. 100% of the things you don't apply for, you won't get. So um, it's like, that's right. Just do it. Like, sit down, get it done, do it as best you can, send it. And then it's just like, regardless of the outcome, uh, we can be okay. So I think one easy way um, can be being, releasing yourself of the end result. So I try to do that a lot as I, you know, kind of navigate life. It's like, if I can separate myself from the end result, Um, Because sometimes the things that we procrastinate on or we worry about comes from this fear of rejection. Yeah. Right. This fear of rejection or this fear that you're not good enough. And so if we could separate ourselves from the actual outcome and just do the action, we'll be more confident in us doing the action. Just like if I go back to jump rope or even a different one, you know, when we were all kids, you know, we all had to learn how to tie our shoes. I don't know who decided but somebody decided everyone needed to learn how to tie their shoes. And we know as adults that eventually you're going to figure it out. But as a kid, you didn't think you were going to figure it out. You're like, goodness gracious, how many different techniques could it possibly be? Right. Like the bunny ears, you know, <laughs> whatever, right? All the things. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, if we would just be okay with the fact that we're going to keep making the attempts, and at some point we'll get it, but we're not tied to the result. We know at some point we're going to learn to tie our shoe. It's going to be automatic. It's going to be something that we learned. Everybody else is learning it. But always in the moment, it feels like it's never going to happen. Yeah. We're never going to get it. But that's a part of change. Like change is awkward. Change is frustrating. 
you know, change can really unearth um, a lot of our insecurities. And so if we can just ride it, you know, it's just like, you know what, this is supposed to come up, like normalize those feelings. Like it's going to come up. It's supposed yes. to yeah. Yes. It's normalizing, supposed- normalizing the uncomfortable, the change, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the negative things that so many people are like, oh, this feels bad or this feels weird or this feels new. And then they avoid it yeah. instead of being like, oh, wait, this is what is supposed to happen. I'm supposed to move through this, mm-hmm. this stage. And it's just, it's adjusting our expectations. We expect yeah. things to happen a lot faster than they do. We expect things to be a lot easier than they really are. And I think as we adjust our expectations too, you will find it so much easier to stay committed to the process when the outcome isn't happening. Mm -hmm. Like I see this all the time in in health and wellness. Um, I coach hundreds of women on their health journey and when it's not happening as fast as they want. Uh That's when they start to get discouraged. They start to get frustrated. And when you start to live in those emotions, your behaviors start to align with those emotions. You start to eat more crap. You start to skip workouts. And it's like this, this downward spiral. So I think a lot of self-sabotage, um, just from what you were mentioning and things it's, it really is. It's, it's staying in alignment, Mm -hmm. your end goal even yeah. when the end goal even isn't when. happening, even yeah. when, because it's going to take, it really will. It always takes longer than you think it's going to take. And just and, expect that. And it's, it's funny how you say, even when the end goal isn't happening, but if we would switch our mind, the end goal is happening. The end goal happens with every decision. That yes. We make. The end goal happens with every decision that we made, but we are looking for, like you said, finished product, or we're looking for perfection. It's kind of like we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, oh, you know, like I was just, I actually was just talking to one of my business besties about this. I was like, oh, I really wanted to keep, so I just started a YouTube channel. And so I was like, oh, I really want to keep my momentum, you know, really posting every week. And like, I missed like two weeks. And I was like, a part of me wanted to throw the baby out of the bathwater. I was like, oh, maybe I just shouldn't do this. And I'm just like, don't worry, whatever. It was two weeks. So (laughs) I'm just like, you know, just get your schedule together, you know, batch your videos, like figure out what you want to do and just get back on the horse. And I think a lot of, I mean, especially what you were saying, like helping women with wellness, it's like, get back on the horse. Like, yeah. so what? Okay. You missed a week or you ate the cake or you didn't do the workout, but it's just like, that's life. If we normalize, right. Falling off the bike, then it's not a big deal. It's like, you fell yep. off. So what? Get back on. You I did not it. die. Yeah. At least not today. <laughs> At least not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And, and that's so, that's so common is like, and especially with, with people building businesses, you see this all the time. Oh, I'm just not where I thought I should be by now. Mm-hmm. So instead of just staying the course, staying committed, yeah. leaning in, doubling yeah. down, even yeah. yeah, they just like throw their hands up and like, Oh, it must, it must not be for me. I must mm-hmm. not have what it takes. You have what it takes. You just need to stick with it. Like, yeah period. Yeah. It's like either stick, I mean, stick with it and, or, you know, maybe you need to define success for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love so that. I think some people don't truly define, well, what is it that you desire? You know, like, I feel like, and that's a, a practice that I take. Like when I feel like I'm not getting somewhere, just even like we take the YouTube example, it's just like, okay, Desiree, what do you really desire? And I'm like, no, I really do desire to create, you know, more content on this platform. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, 
So shut up about all your <laughs> well, about, up is not going to help you yeah, achieve exactly. That. Like right. pull it together. But if we can <laughs> uh, define our success, like that might help us lean back in to the yeah, thing that we that. keep falling off on. I love it. And I think this is why the desire piece is so crucial because it literally, that's what's like leading the ship, right? Your desire, whatever it is, it, it can, it can shift and it can evolve, but that's what, that's what the end goal is, is achieving this desire for like every single day working Mm -hmm. towards that. Mm -hmm. And if we just remind ourselves that, oh, well, I still desire to get healthy. I still desire to feel more energy, to have Mm -hmm. more time here on earth with my kids, giving up on your goals and falling off the wagon and staying off for the rest of forever is clearly not going to get you there. The rest of forever. No, I love that. (laughs) The rest of forever. And it's just like, you know, it's like, and every day I am fulfilling my desire. Yeah. I mean, I think if we look at the small as a part of the whole, yeah. instead of we take away from it all the time. And it's just like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, that's even with money management. It's just like, no, the $10 you save every week really does add Adds up. up. Yeah, <laughs> it for really sure. does add up. And it's like, if we can look at it, like, no, that is a part of the whole. That's a part of the whole. You get to keep doing that on a regular basis and maintaining it. And you already know you feel good. When you, do that. you feel yeah. good when you put that money away. You feel good when you do the extra workout. You feel good when you put yourself out there. Yeah. And it's those little wins. It's those little wins that build the self-confidence. It's not just reaching your goal. You're not, you're not like not worthy until you reach the goal. Every Mm -hmm. single day that you show up and you put one step in front of the other, you're building your confidence. You're putting those, those, that money into the, into the tank, you know, like that's keeping you going. Yeah. Those are the things that keep you energized and excited and fulfilled on the daily, not just when you achieve an end goal. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Let's talk about self-image for a little bit. So (laughs) I love, I love, and this kind of goes in line with the self-sabotage. Um, some of the things that I've learned is that we, our self-image literally, it's like the thermostat. Mm-hmm. when we start to get a little off kilter and like things are out of whack, yeah. it feels new and it feels different because our self-image hasn't risen up with our actions. Mm-hmm. And we start to then be like, oh shoot, we're five degrees off. Let me go back. Let me go yeah. back to comfy zone where I think I should be. Mm-hmm. So self-image, I feel like is one of the most powerful things that we can continue to evolve Mm -hmm. throughout life because it literally is such a, I mean, it literally drives the bus Mm -hmm. on what you're going to do with your life. Because if you have a self-image that is, um, maybe lack of belief, you're, you've never been successful. You've never, you've always quit on yourself. You've always given up. You have, you literally carry this identity, the self-image of the quitter, the person who's never achieved it and whatever. And, and as you work through those things, you're going to start to create some wins. You're going to start to see some success Mm -hmm. and then you're going to hit a wall and you're going to go, Oh wait, this is, this is not who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm the quitter. I'm this. Yeah. And so I think this is just a powerful thing to study and to learn and to Mm -hmm. kind of dig into, because you talked, you talk about how you build your self-image 
through the action. You build your confidence through the action by experiencing those consistently. And I just think that's the easiest way that we can Mm -hmm. work on this. Yeah. Is just by continually making that a focus. Like if I don't want to be who I've always been, Mm -hmm. then I need to just embrace this process of becoming. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are little things that we can continue to do on a regular basis that really help us make those anchors in our minds about it, you know, because we need a an- we need a new anchor, right? right? Because if we've always done something a certain way, it's got to be, again, right? Every day I'm choosing to be more like what I want to become because I am that person. That is me. Like, that's not some fictitious person somewhere out there. Like, I, yeah. I joke with friends. I'm like, yeah, future Desiree is going to work on that, right? Um, <laughs> because future Desiree is really now, right? So, like, she doesn't get to become something different later. Like, she has yeah. to do that now. And so, when I think about rewriting our script, so, again, going back to those limiting beliefs, like, we've been scripted uh, because we've created our world and our habits are just a fruit of what we created, right? And so how can we rescript ourselves? So uh, rewriting our stories. And so I, I totally believe in the power of journaling and I totally believe in affirmations, confessions, mantras, whatever yeah. you wanna call it, it's totally up to you. Um, but you can you know, post things you know, around your house, have things visible, visible, saying them out loud to yourself. And I also believe in you know, rewriting your story. Right. And so I think that that's a journaling technique that you can use. Like, how could you re-script who you are today? Or how could you rewrite, you know, the story of your life today? You know, and it can only be a couple of seconds, I mean, sentences uh, or what have you, but it could be a way to help you get uh, get rid of the garbage in our heads, right? Because the problem is things just kind of spile around in our heads. And maybe today you don't feel like your story was all that great. Well, write that down because that's real. You know, you don't want to ignore that. And then I want you to reframe it. Like, so write it, reframe it, you know, like dump it, reframe it, you know? And what I mean by reframe is it's like, oh, you know, I had a really crummy day. I feel like a failure because I woke up and I didn't get to work on time and I didn't spend a lot of time with my kids like I wanted to, X, Y, and Z. So maybe the reframe is I had a really busy day, but I did get an opportunity to talk to my kids and my kids brought me so much light, so much joy. And I know that I am being the best mother that I can to my children, even with a busy day. I was able to juggle a lot of juggle a lot of things today. And so that's like really re-scripting, reframing what it is because it's this negative self-talk. Um, and that's a real thing. And I don't want you to shame yourself about it because you don't have to, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda your life or shoulda all of yourself. You know, I shoulda did this, I shoulda did that. <laughs> Um, but you could at the same time, you know, give yourself permission to have those feelings and feel the way you feel and have a big cry or whatever you need. Um, and then it's like, after that, <laughs> I need you to reframe yourself, you know, like it's kind of like pull yourself back together. We don't need to ignore it because that's not healthy. Um, and you know, so much research and things over the last, you know, whatever years have taught us not to do that. We are not robots. Yes. Um, at the same time, we do uh, get to, you know, reframe those things for ourselves. I love it. I love it. I love the reframing. Um, I talked about this on a previous episode about reframing our thoughts and things and shifting our feelings, just especially mm-hmm. like around anxiety, yeah. um, was what the episode was on, but reframing that is like, we literally can rewire our brains mm-hmm. Yep. and we're so much of how we were brought up or so much of our surroundings, the people who we start to think like the people 
think that we're around a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not anyone's fault that we are the way we are, but becoming aware of the things that we do or the things that we think, or the, just the things that are not serving us any longer. Yeah. We can let those go. We can Mm -hmm. reframe them. We can rewire and we can move forward Mm -hmm. and anyone can do this. And it's, I think it's why, like, I am so obsessed with just personal growth in general, like so obsessed. (laughs) It's the best because it's so empowering. It, it takes, it takes the focus off of anyone else. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has to be involved in you becoming the next version of yourself. Like you literally can just make the choice and be like, okay, let's dig into this. Like, let's go. Right. It keeps you from playing the victim, right? Yes. We've all done it. We've all played the smallest violin ever. Um, yeah. and the world is happening to me. And and I always say this uh, with a grain of salt because I can be a cynic. A cynic uh, look, I can have cynicism. I'm like, I can be a cynic. I'm like, where's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I can be a cynic, right? Um, just like all of us can. I'm like, well, it's easy for you to say, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I've totally been there. I've looked at people's side eyes are you saying that, you know, um, and you're, you are totally, um, within right to feel that way. Like, I think you can feel however you want to feel because how we feel is, is where we are. Right. And if that's where you are, that's where you are. I would challenge you to think about in, in this situation, how can I do something about where I am? And maybe it's not solving the whole thing. Maybe that is beyond where you are, but where I am, what can I do? What can I have control over in this space? you know, and just live there. Right. And, uh, I, I guarantee we feel better about it. It's kind of like when you're in traffic, right. You're driving in traffic, you know, you might be, you know, flipping people to bird or doing whatever you do. <laughs> Not that the world is work, uh, opening back up. Everybody's in traffic now, uh, depending on where you live, uh, or what time of day it is. Right. But you know, you could be in traffic and you could complain all day long about how long it's taking um, and then you might start, you know, regretting the fact that I left later. I probably shouldn't have taken that extra bite before I left the house, whatever the case is. But now you're in it. So it's like, okay, now you're in it. And so just thinking about like, you know, well, what can I do now that I'm in it? I mean, you can decide to just be okay with it. <laughs> like, let me play some music. Let me call someone. Let me chat with someone. You know, there's, you can decide to go a different direction. You can decide to call the person that you're going to visit and tell them, hey, I'm going to be a little late. I'm in traffic. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it in the sense of getting there any faster. So, I mean, you can either stress yourself out more or just figure a way out of, you know, stressing yourself out more Um, or laugh at yourself or whatever, whatever you need to do. But I I like to use that as an example because it is, we can relate to being in traffic and not being able to turn right or left, but we're like in it, right? And it's just like, okay, what can you do? And ultimately all you can do is change your disposition about it. That's it. You can't even really like take a turn. I mean, especially when it happens on the highway. That's the right. most frustrating thing. You, there's no ramp. It's like <laughs> you're just you are there, stuck. and yeah. you have no clue why things have stopped. You're like, who is holding this up? <laughs> you yeah. can't get out your car and see. You just okay. I guess I hope we make it with the gas and like. <laughs> I things. love that. No, that's such a good visual though, because literally. You can have the same two cars next to each other who are in the same situation. One yeah. person is so pissed off, frustrated, yeah. like like punching the wheel because yeah. they're behind and whatever. And the other person next to you could be 
who knows, listening to a podcast, growing, yeah. like talking to their best friend that they haven't chatted with in years, yeah. maximizing the opportunity, like yeah. same situation, same whatever, but you have the power to choose how you're going to yeah. respond. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> So much goodness, I think, and mindset and the power of our thoughts, like our life is so much just an accumulation of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so if we can just start at the source, we can just start at, and it starts with awareness. And I think I love that word so much because we don't know why we're in a funk. We don't know why we're in the place we are in life. Until yeah. we start to just become aware of these little yeah. things, you yeah. know? Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I, you that. know, it's just, and it's an everyday step. So it's just like, sometimes, I mean, for anybody that's listening and sometimes it's like, oh, I feel a whole mess. Right. Um, and sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but I'm sure you and I can attest to, you know, I'm not who I was 20 years ago and yeah. I'm who I was 20 minutes ago. Uh, like every every day life is teaching us, you know, um, through experience and, you know, we have shifts in our thinking all the time. Um, and just so the, the things that we do every day really help us. And hopefully like, you know, and you're listening and you're just thinking about some of the things we're talking about, just even if you take one thing, you know, and just help, and it helps you be able to face your day and achieve more of who you desire to be. I mean, that's a win because there's yeah. no such thing as perfection. And I think, in our social media world, you know, if you're in your social media streets, <laughs> the Instagram streets, the Facebook streets, wherever you are, whatever media streets you're in, <laughs> you know, I think that it can be really, uh, you know, we can get comparisonitis, totally. you know, like we can get really like, well, they're looking like they're doing great. And, you know, and even though we say like, I don't care about that stuff, we're lying because it's subliminal. Not, I mean, I don't think we're blatantly lying, but we don't even realize how much we're taking in. Anything that we see and hear, we're taking it in in some kind of way. Um, and so that's why I'm like, we have to like journal the garbage out or we have to get it out of our heads and replace it um, with the things that are going to be useful for us. You know, in positive psychology, we talk about uh, the Losanda line, the Losanda line, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Uh, Losada line, that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> when we talk about the Losada line, and basically, um, it's about how we need to have a more positive uh, things that cause positive emotions happen to us in a day versus negative. It's not a one-to-one, right? And so like one thing can happen bad and all because something good happens, it doesn't knock out the negative because negative is sticky, right? Mm-hmm. Negative is sticky. It wants to hold on to us. And if we can experience it, even when people are giving us, you know, feedback, right after like maybe um, an evaluation or a performance evaluation, we're getting feedback and we're like, but I only remember the thing that they told me I didn't do well. Even if they say you're outstanding, blah, blah, blah. We'll get on the phone with our girlfriend or whoever. Like, I can't believe they said this, this, and this. And this is the one thing I know. The one thing. And so it talks about for uh, optimal happiness, you need five things for every negative. Not one-to-one, but at least five to just be balanced not even to overtake, just to be balanced. So that says a lot, like throughout our days, we are uh, experiencing both negative and positive things, but if we are allowing, you know, we get what we focus on. So we're focusing on those negative things, which are sticky. So again, not to shame ourselves, the negative is sticky. And so with that, we have to be 
intentional about experiencing positive emotions. And what I mean by that is like, not just saying positive affirmations, but literally experiencing positive emotions. So that can happen through gratitude, right? Being yeah. uh, thankful for where you are, thankful for what's happening in your life right now, reframing your experiences to find gratefulness in everything that you're doing. It could be doing something that you know brings you emotions that are positive. So maybe smiling or laughing or engaging in play are things that you know bring about you know, positive emotions for you. Or maybe it's savoring or spending time really just being present with your children or with your spouse or with your family or doing things that you enjoy but really upping the ante on how we experience positive emotions throughout the day can be a great way to combat, you know, those things that happen negatively, especially when they're things that may not even be things that we have caused, so to speak, but they're kind of things we experience by, you know, I, I saw something tragic happen. I didn't even know yeah. I was going to see that today. Or yeah. we see something on the news and it's like, oh, you know, or we had a bad conversation that we didn't know it was going to go left, you know? Um, and so how can we intentionally make sure that we kind of set up our day to have a positive experience? And we can do that by like starting off the day with gratitude or starting off the day being present, you know, doing things that are going to do, you know, feed our souls and feed ourselves at the top of the day, but just even having things that we kind of do throughout the day that we know really help us carry more positive emotions than not. I... Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Love this so much because it really, it's true. Like, I feel like so much of the negativity that we experiencing that we experience every day, it's happening against our will. Like we're not trying to do it, but it's going to be there. It's yeah. going to be there. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't just live in this, in this rainbow like yeah. universe Yeah, yeah. It's not reality, but there's things that all of us can do just like she was talking about to be intentional about creating the positive emotions every day. Mm-hmm. And that's, totally in your control. And so maybe, maybe something tangible that each of our listeners can do is just brain dump right after you listen to this. What are the things that bring you those sparks of joy every day, getting outside and taking a walk, having a one-on-one conversation with a child, reading a book to them, 
um, exercising, eating something well, drinking some extra water, tidying up your desk. Like there's so many little things that are around us every day that we can just proactively do and be like, sweet. That was yeah. positive. Like yeah, we can yeah. create that. We don't have to wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And it adds up, right? It yeah. adds up. It stacks and it would do better for us to stack our day with those kinds of things because it's inevitable in life. Like you said, like something's going to happen. Yeah. Like that's just life. Not that we should sit in expectation. We should set up our lives intentionally for the positive, knowing that at some point when something does happen, at least I've kind of like set myself up to um, not be fallen by it because I'm very secure in accepting the fact that I can be in control of my success, my abundance, the things that I draw. I love it. Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they listen for hours. Listen. That's right. Um, Okay. I, man, I don't want to know. You look so sad right now. (laughs) I want to just keep chatting, but I know we need to wrap it up so that people can get on with their lives, but where can they find you? Where can they get more of Desiree? Tell us all that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on all the uh, different media channels. So I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And so they can find me with my name, Desiree Pocroft. That's desire with two E's. <laughs> and my name does mean to be desired in French. I love it. And my last name is C-O-C-R-O-F-T. Um, and if you want actually a, a free treat, uh, definitely if you uh, get on with me at uh, Instagram, you can uh, connect to my free mini workbook. Um, or if you want the bit.ly, it's a bit.ly workbook on clarity. And so basically it's a free workbook that helps you really get an opportunity to brain up what you visualize your biggest self to be, right? What do you visualize yourself being? What are some of your highest priorities as a result of kind of brain dumping everything you desire? And how can you just create a really quick 90 day goal? Like what's going to be my one liner 90 day goal that can help me get where I want to go. So if you want that free 99 gift, minus the 99, uh, you can get it if you add me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram. Uh, you'll get it on the, the link in the bio. But if you uh, don't have Instagram, it's a bit.ly. So if you're familiar with bit.ly, it's a bit.ly. And then it's a workbook on clarity. Love it. You guys need Desiree in your life, I promise. So when you <laughs> listen to this, give us your favorite 15 second nugget. Tag her at Desiree Cocroft. Tag me at Micah Folsom Fit. Let us know what resonated with you. Do your brain dump, you guys, your sparks yeah. of joy, the things that you're in control of. Get access to her free clarity workbook, like so many good things. Take action, you guys. Don't wait for your next version of yourself to just show up. We get to create her. We get to become her. And it's it's such a fulfilling journey to be on. You're you're literally just growing and growing and growing and learning and failing and growing and growing. And you'll feel your best in the process when you are clear on where you're going. And so I love that you offered that free clarity workbook, grab it, do it. And let's help you guys all step into the next version of yourself and really just feeling your best. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to add to you that we are her, right? Yes. We are her. We're we are her already. We just, we just need to see more of her. (laughs) Right. We need to believe more of that, right? Yeah. 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 See, I I knew I could talk to you longer. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Dang it. All right. Open it up. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. You guys, hopefully you got some value out of this. Make sure you tag us and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. 
wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.